Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, how are you? Hi, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm so distracted by everything going on. Um, That's okay. What's, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. I get a friend oh. just. Yeah. DC, yeah. are you talking yeah, yeah. DC? Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's just so crazy because, I mean, it's like, on one hand, I'm not surprised, but then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm kind of in shock, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. because it's just yeah. so crazy that this is happening here. So you, you know? can tell me about um, it if you want, but we, we both have to be tapping. <laughs> we both have to be tapping. <laughs> that, that, I know, that, right? You know, it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, a friend of mine just posted, you know, I was nine in Argentina when there was a coup. It's, you know, all my Latin American mm-hmm. friends right now are, you know, kind of going nuts tweeting like, what the hell is happening? This is crazy. And it's because we live thinking it can't happen here, you know, and yeah. it really can happen anywhere. I mean, that's why you have to just stay vigilant of um you just can't assume anything will work without working at it you know so anyhow sorry i'm just so like no no, no no I don't, no I, no because if it's, I just, if it's affecting you and you're uh you know and you're tapping then we're totally fine <laughs> you know it's, it's, okay. it's totally it's, <laughs> part, it's part of everything really because it's no it's crazy I know. you know well i mean this is also my work i mean i have been studying this for 20 years you know so it's like I get it at a different level than I think most people are shocked and it's disturbing but you know I have the extra layer of you know many years of studying how this happens why it happens the consequences of this happening and I'm just like holy crap you know like but that's what everybody always feels wherever they are. Like, is this really happening to us? It's just, yeah. So, but is that, is that what they're they're suggesting? Well, I mean, definitely. I think the commentary is like, oh my god, we've never seen anything like this. It's, I mean, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think people are calling it a coup, but they're definitely mm-hmm. not calling it just protest. It's not protest. Right. The president. The president isn't doing anything. I mean, he's kind of doing something, but he's not really doing anything. And they overran the Capitol Police. I mean, oh God, that is like, do you know how vulnerable that makes us look to the world? Like, we are sitting ducks. Our own people overran the Congress and shut down the government. Like, that's just crazy. I'm so glad I live in Massachusetts. <laughs> like, we'll just become our own little state, you know? I mean, and I shouldn't laugh because people are starting to get hurt. And anyhow, this whole last four years with this guy, it's just been, and it's yeah. funny because I was kind of like thinking, 
with the litigation, like, oh, maybe he's going to kind of play by the rules because he kept trying to do all those lawsuits. And I was like, oh, maybe he will be going. But I don't think he will. I mean, for all we know, like, the Republicans are in on this, too. So, anyhow, that's just my... No, but it's, it's, it is scary. It is scary because the guy keeps, I mean, he, he's just, yeah, he's insane, right? And like my husband keeps on saying, he just wants to be a dictator. He, he doesn't care. He, he wants to be a king. He does. Not, but that's, yeah, yeah, and that's the whole point is that, you know, and I, I guess the, the analogy for personal level is, you know, I've, you know, in some ways spent my whole life assuming the good in people. And I think the last years, a part of my what's happening is just coming to terms with the fact that there are some people that are just not good people. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I think yeah. they're just, whether they're mentally ill or something else, you yeah. just can't count on that. And, you know, I think a lot of my, probably my, how would I put it? Like, getting hurt and getting into like situations is just believing in the good in people. And, you know, mm-hmm. it took me a while, but yeah. I think I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that no, you know, there, he's not a good man. There's nothing good about him. He is a purely self-motivated selfish. And I think he's mentally ill. Like I do think oh, he's yeah. mentally ill. So yeah, there's definitely, yeah, yeah, there's borderline personality disorder. I don't think that I have a doubt about that one. Uh, yeah. Holy moly. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when yeah, it's going to be like, it's been a pretty good week. And then like, you know, <laughs> I had some things I thought we could talk about. And then every, we, it always seems to be that thing. I mean, I'm, I'm okay in the sense that I'm not, you know, falling apart or feeling, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just kind of just absorbing it and I'm distracted by it. You know, it's kind of going to do some work today and I, I just can't get my mind, but, but, you know, it may be looking back that, um, that we will view this as one of those moments like JFK being shot or, you know, like we're going to look back Mm. and be like, Oh my God, this is, this is a huge historical moment that's going to shape our history, our culture. We're going to be talking about this for years, um, you know, and there's going to have to be some real cleanup about all this. Um, yeah. So anyhow. <laughs> no, no, oh but I, I completely agree with you. We, we are in a very, this is it's so interesting because it, it's such a, pivotal point, right? It's like a hinge. I feel like we're really, we're really in a, in a very, very, very crucial moment of, as a, as humanity, I think, even. Yeah. Yeah. With the pandemic plus this, that's the other crazy exactly. thing. Like, like my doctor friend was like, none of them are wearing masks. Like that was enraging her, you know, because as a of health course. professional. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So. It's, it's intense. So you you it are okay? Intense. Oh, yeah. No, I'm okay. I mean, really what I was going to share was just kind of smaller developments and everything that we've already been, you know, my life, which now feels like small potatoes um, compared to, to 
said this, but it's, you know what? Um, Your life is never small potatoes. Think about it. <laughs> Your life is the only one you have. It's never ever small potatoes, girl. I know. I know. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I remember in Peru, whenever I felt really bad or depressed, and I would go work with, you know, the association of people that had been imprisoned and horrible things. It was like I did forget about myself. I mean, it was in a weird way a relief to be away from my own self-indulgement and be like, wow, look at what these people have gone through, you know, just to put things in perspective. I was listening to NPR today, um, and it was, I forget the name of the woman that wrote the book, but an interview, she had done these studies, and I don't know if she's a scientist or she was just writing about it, where she actually has all this scientific proof that people that live longer are able to fulfill their need for human connection and community and that even if they're like statistically unhealthy you know don't have especially good genes and even smoke and drink they live longer than people who are like isolated and cynical and depressed and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, okay uh-oh. let's give you yeah. some social support and some connection <laughs> right away <laughs> it was like so striking but I mean in some ways it was also like yeah it is a need it's like breathing and eating it's not something you can just give up it's so important I mean and I also thought like I, I should clarify that I do have a lot of friends you know so it's not like I'm a total loner I think it's just, you know. But you know I, what I think, I think would be wonderful, Lisa, is that you feel that you, because one thing is you have them. But the sense that I get, it's not, it's not that you don't have them, is that you don't feel, you don't, somehow you don't feel the support. There's something, there's a disconnect between the support network that you do have and mm-hmm. how you live it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I also do think that over the years I have selected some, like a lot of friends. I mean, I I feel like I know a lot of people and there's a lot of people in my world, but a lot of them are friendships that don't have that deep connection. Like even supposedly my best friend, you know, the the friend in London, she called New Year's Day or something. And after we spoke, I realized she didn't once ask me how I was. You know, it was wow. all about her work. It was all about her life. And I had even told her in an e- in e- in email, we need to talk, I have news. She had totally forgotten about that. And it wasn't, she didn't lead with, oh, so what's the news? Like it was at the very end, like the last five minutes that it came up. And wow. a part of me was like, you know, she, I think she's a narcissist, you know, and, and we had yeah. lots of fun. You know, we were in our 20s in New York City partying and having a great time. And they, you know, host these amazing vacations. And, and it's like, she's a fun friend. She's compatible intellectually work. And, and I think that's kind of what I'm coming to terms with is, realizing my inventory of friends and and it doesn't mean I have to necessarily give them up but just realizing those who are really and I've heard other people during COVID are kind of going through this inventory too of who is it that really is there for you um 
and it's not a lot, you know, it's like a handful and, and actually really new friends. It's not even like a lot of my older friends. It's like a, you know, these three new women who really just in the last couple of years have become friends. And maybe that's exactly because I was shifting and trying in a different, I, you know, I went through this once before in my life, actually a couple of times where, um, like I think the first one might have been in high school and I was like a sophomore and I just realized my girlfriends who had been a ton of fun were headed towards becoming like drug addicts <laughs> and I was like wow. I want to go to yeah like just hardcore partying and I was like I want to go to a really good college and I want to get out of this town and I literally broke up with my social group and had no friends for like a year. And then this, this new girl, Denise moved into town and she was like my only friend for the last two years of high school. And she, she was fun and actually kind of hung out with this same group, but she's, she's super smart. I mean, we're still friends today. She lives in Maine. Um, And then the second time I had this happen was, Kind of in college where I just realized I wanted to attract, well, no, I think it was mostly in high school and just was kind of continuing into college, you know, and and it did shift and I did start meeting more quality people. But then I think something happened again after college where I was back to wanting to just have fun and combined with staying light, you know, friendship light, Diet Coke, you know, the light version of friendship, which is you stay fun and you process, but you don't burden. And, you know, at some point I adopted that as my philosophy. Kind of, although I never thought of it that way, because I always felt I was, we, we, you know, I, we would still process and talk about things. Um, So it's not entirely superficial. I mean, I definitely can't be friends with someone who's only superficial. I just, I don't even know right. how to relate to people like that. So there, there is some depth, but it's not, but it's not people who view community as, you know, like the kind of, I hear about like, oh yeah, I moved in with my best friend because she was sick. And, you know, I don't even know if I, how right. I would handle something like that, but I do feel about, I do share about those kind of friendships and I don't know that I've ever had that, you know, so it's interesting. And then of course, as you get older, it's harder to commit to friendships at that level because people have their own families and partners. And, um, but so I actually wasn't even going to talk about that. I was going to um, share some updates about my mom and work Um that I thought so would the, be the one thing that I would love, Lisa, as a as a as a little assignment, I know that time is is really critical, but I, even when you're like taking a shower or you know moments that you're you're in the middle of something else, I want you to just almost like fantasize about the kind of social connections and network that you would like to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost like you know. Like, what would, like, not so much what, who it would be or what, but how would you feel when mm-hmm. you have that? As if you, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like you're inviting into, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even want you to write, you know, this is not about uh, 
writing down or visualizing. No, it's just like inviting that feeling in because really what what actually causes the, the well-being and all the you know improved improved life and everything is how you you feel about it right yeah mm-hmm. yep so so what what would be different if you felt really connected um yeah no i mean i would feel I think I just wouldn't feel as lonely, you know, or kind of. Um, but what I was going to share about my mom, I think, is connected to the question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And interesting yeah. with regard to kind of what, what we were talking about last time, which, you know, it's kind of funny because I try to go on walks in the morning when she goes out with Cece and some mornings I go with her just because I'm trying to make sure to get some exercise and um we were walking and I, you know, I try every once in a while to engage and I chose a topic, not about me. It was about actually um, friends living abroad talking about COVID regular, you know, how government, other governments are handling it. And cause it's really a contrast. And so I shared that. I mean, it wasn't more than like five minutes of even that dead silence. <laughs> and like, so I said to him, like, so I'm like, so what do you think about that? And she kind of like was a little startled. And I said, do huh. you have a reaction? And she, she started laughing. And I said, I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself. And she said, oh, you used to say that all the time when you were younger. Really? Mm-hmm. And I was that's like, interesting. yeah. So I was like, so what I'm realizing is I've had a version of us all these years that isn't what it is, <laughs> what we were, oh. you know, like I had kind of created yeah. this idea in my head that he was there for me and we were friends and, and the reality is he's yeah. never been that way. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, there it is, you know, and that said, I know she's capable of doing that for my aunt, but, you know, why she doesn't feel, I don't know. It's weird. So, you know, yeah, I think. And I, and I, yeah. Now, is she, because one of the things is that she does, she does that, she interacts with your, with your aunt, but does she actually respond much or just listen? Well, you know, I, I have, I have you I think that I've noticed that sometimes I can't I feel I know she's on the phone and I know I don't hear her so I think she does most of the listening but sometimes I hear her engaging my aunt you know what I said so what I said to my mom was you know some people wouldn't care and they would keep talking because they don't care if someone's actually listening you know they just want to talk and I said I'm not at all like that like if I don't if there's not engagement I lose motivation to talk and I just yeah. shut up of course. you know because it's like in in my aunt probably just is okay with talking maybe I don't know I can't yeah. see how that could be but um 
Well, she yeah, may be okay, kinda... you know, just talking and, and it's, you said that she's very talkative and that she could pretty much have a conversation by herself. Maybe, but don't you even need like, I mean, but then again, I <laughs> do know, I, I do know I hear my mom have reactions, like kind mm-hmm. of, I'm going to pay more attention next time if I, without seeming like I'm eavesdropping, um, because if it is exactly the same, then that's just her, you know. Well, the other um, thing that occurs to me, Lisa, is it possible that these, you know, that your aunt being her twin sister, they grew up so together that your mom is like, it doesn't seem from what you tell me about your mom, and I may be wrong, but that she, she does not seem to need a lot of social interaction. Mm-mm, no. And I'm curious if that. having this connection that she's always had with her twin, that is just as, as much as she can handle and as much as she needs, and that's it. Yep, I think you're right. I think that is it. And I have heard from a friend who has a twin that it is, like, with her, she says, like, sh- her marriage has survived because she doesn't need that from her husband because she talks to her twin every day. You know, like, that right. connection is her intimate connection. And I do think that's, that's probably, probably true. Um, and she yeah. doesn't really have friends or even enjoy having friends, you know, I think, right. you know, severe interest, introvert or yeah. on the spectrum, you know, so, yeah. and then just coming to terms with that. And I think in some ways I did accept that except for now, I'm in a situation where it's a little bit harder because I can't get away from it. And right. I I need support that I can't get elsewhere. So it's just kind of in my face in a way that it's never been. Um, but then it was interesting because I, the other thing that happened is kind of a follow-up to what we've talked about is, you know, all these medical things that come up, which of course I can't, they're stressful, but I can't be upset about them because, you know, she has to do them. But then one of them, she just said, oh, and I didn't realize this, but I need a follow-up appointment the next week. Now, I, I have to say what I did after last week when she announced, like, that she was going to be gone that whole week. I actually found somebody to help me. I went on. Yay! Yeah, I went on some of the oh. um the babysitter Facebook pages and it's a, a, she seems relatively young. She's, she's Bolivian. She's a four year old. She was helping a family that cut back on her hours. And so she's, so I was like interviewing her and then I, you know, I was telling my mom, plus I reach, I'm plus I'm going to put CC in daycare a month earlier. Um, Cause I can't do this anymore. I can't have this sudden lack of support. And so I was yeah. kind of telling my mom about it, and and I said to her two things. One, I said, well, could you have scheduled that follow-up in a way that wouldn't be right in the middle of the week? Mm. And, she, and she said, oh, let me, let me call them back and check. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have just thought of that to begin with? You know, which is... She, she my, doesn't have that ability. She just doesn't have that ability, Lisa. I guess that's true, and that's what my boyfriends were like, you know. 
Yeah, I totally, totally understand the frustration because our, you, you would be like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you even think about it, right? It, it makes so, it's like so silly, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I truly think that the more, this, this is the part, I'm here, I even, I'm tapping with you, but I have to tell you, the moment that you more and more get in touch with who she is and what she can be and not be, you're going to be so much happier. Well, and that's what I think I realized last week, you know, when I said to you, my apprehension is because I just know she's limited. And so there's not a come by a moment, you know, like it's, um, and then, so then the other thing that happened, I'm just speaking a little bit quietly. I'm upstairs, but I don't know if, um, she would so, uh, before we go on, I'm so I'm so glad that you found a babysitter or, or some you know helper because that that is going to make a world of difference in your life. It is, except for I do worry about money. I mean, they're not cheap, and and um, you know I worry about safety. I mean, I I know that I have to do it for the baby, but I mentally had not thought I would have to do it for Cece during the winter, you know, right. and so it's yeah. taking, I am having to adjust to that because it triggers all my anxiety around finances, you know, so yeah. it is exciting. And I do think actually she might, um, if, if I like her and it works out, she could be really available for the baby part and flexible in a way that a professional nanny would not be, you know, cause the, thing I kept thinking is like a nanny expects like a firm commitment of a certain amount of hours whereas this woman sounds a little more flexible so it could be she'd be Mm -hmm. okay with a month full-time and then deciding what works um which is right works better for me um in my personality and it may be that I end up hiring her a lot but you know I have to see if she's good though I mean I I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. Um, but then the other thing that happened was, so I was I was asking my mom, I'm like, okay, listen, I think what I could do is put CC in daycare starting sooner, and would you mm-hmm. be willing to, to not go back to Northampton every single weekend? Because I said, uh-huh. you know, I said the last month, and a half like we have no idea what's going to happen because that's when all my physical issues came up and you know right. last with Cece, that yeah. was that was the hard part of my pregnancy I mean relatively up until then it was fine as it is now and also um getting work in order and you know just having a month like she used to just stay um and not go anywhere and she right. said no. She said no. Really? Yep. She said, I need to go back for my mental and physical health. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Just wow. like I told you, it's not, a, it's not about me. It's about Cece. You know, so yeah. she then did say, you know, obviously if you're having a really hard time or, but I mean, what does that mean? Like at what point would that kick in? Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I was asking her for that help. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so 
I didn't, I wasn't as hurt by it as I might have been in the past. It was just one more like, there you go, you know, just like all yeah. my boyfriends. It's not, it's not a step up and rise to the occasion. This is hard for me, but I'm going to do it because I'm being asked. Right. About yeah. Her and her, her comfort and what she can handle, which has been our entire life. Um, yeah. And I know I should feel grateful. I have all these other moms that don't even have family support, you know, so I am very lucky and I want to remind myself of that, but I also feel that it is, you know, that is yeah. the pattern. That's what it's been. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, you know, it's really, it's really, it's true. It's like, it's, it's important to recognize. And this, this is where the tapping comes in, Lisa, because I find that it's, so important to recognize and validate that there is a sense of sadness and a sense of loss because you're asking for something reasonable. This is not something that you're asking here for months and months. So it, it, is, it is really, it's really hurtful, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just to recognize that part, right? That it's like, I, I really, you, you are not asking her for something huge. Did she have any negative or any comment about Cece going to daycare a month early? No, I mean she seemed supportive of that idea. And then she, and then a little bit later, she said, "Well, maybe you just need to get ready to hire this woman a whole lot." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Awesome. So, kind of like you know, I've got all this stuff coming up, and so again, putting it on me, and and yeah. I was just like. You know, okay, but that's like, so now we're back to the whole pattern of me taking care mm-hmm. of things, me taking care of myself, me fixing the problem right away and, and accommodating her frailty, her problems, her, you know, shortcomings. And yeah. that's how it's always been. You know, and have you have you ever? I'm just curious if you've ever and and these. I'm not suggesting that you do or you don't do these. Okay, I'm just curious. Have you ever really like made a claim to her, like you know, this is some, in the middle of a like in in the yeah. middle of an argument, said something to her, like you know, this is just like it was when I was growing up that you were never really there. You were always like you know, your needs um, were always more important than mine. I don't think like that. I think the year after Cece was born, when I did confront her more about all this, remember, and we would just have these mm-hmm. awful fights, and she would yeah. she got vicious, you know. That's why I think I also don't want to get into it because she she was not kind about it. She got defensive and vicious, you know, and yeah. And the irony is that when I was traveling the world and never around, she would be like, I was always so shocked. She'd say, oh, you're probably feeling this because I did this when I was, when you were little. Like she would own how she was and it was like she was helping me heal. And I didn't want to do that. Like I was kind of like in my denial bubble. But now she does not want to go there, you know. Yeah. And she can't. I mean, it's it's like if I do it, I know what I'm going to hear is I'm not capable. 
you know, like, yeah. and that's what Alfonso used to always say. I just don't think I have the ability. You know, I don't think I'm able to do this when in therapy, like, it's simple things like, can he dialogue? I just don't think I have that ability, you know, and that would be what he'd wow. actually say to the therapist. And I was always saying, well, that you and it's a recognize, way out. It's exactly. a very easy way out. Because he did have the ability, he just didn't want to bother, you know, and that's what right. always used to get me so infuriated is he just didn't care enough about it, you know. It was all about him and his needs and his comfort. And and so now I can see where it comes from, you know. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. Um, so that, you know, so that's kind of, I mean, the good news is I wasn't like, I didn't um, get sucked into a, you know, I was kind of even keeled about it. I was just more like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Um, it didn't throw me off as much as normal, but it was too bad. Right, um, and I, I think that this is, so do, do you recognize the progress that you're making in your, and the solidity within yourself, Lisa? Because yeah. this, is, this is about you. Not not about like going back into that warrior place, but into mm-hmm. like, okay, this is, you know, this is this is what I grew up with. This is what I know when I, and there was a moment in, um, of time that you thought it was different. That I what? That you thought it was different, that she had really changed. But I don't know if she changed that much. Mm-mm. No. I think it's just that I right. escaped. You know, I just kind of right. went off and did my life and stayed away. You know, so it was. it's easier to have an illusion about something and and maybe in some ways that distance did enable a little more connection um well she she was okay maybe let's let's look at this for a second the fact that you were away and the connection was was a lot less and less intense because you were talking about your adventures but it was mostly through written word so it wasn't like, you know, nothing like it is now that you're living together and sharing all kinds of energy and space. So yeah, it was very, very absolutely. little. So mm-hmm. so she could, you yeah. know, that that was, that's the level that it works for her. You know, it's like yeah. a, kind of at a distance, right? It's like with a lot of different filters. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, you know, I think it kind of explains my probably wiring for why it's so hard for me to create an intimate connection, you know, because yes. my imprint is, you know, not having that. So yeah. I think I've done probably pretty well considering, but it certainly would explain not only who I attract, but how I manage manage everything. Um, and so then the other thing that I do think I want to talk about because I need to figure out action is as of Monday, we in theory had a new dean and president. Remember I told you the new guy was coming on. Yes, yes. And no communication Monday or Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then finally, at the end of yesterday, um, we got an email. And it was it was so interesting because at first I was like, who is this? Because it, it's a dean S, you know, initial S. Brown, 
So, so not like, not Scott Brown, like all of us, it appears as our name. It's like Dean S. Brown. And then I was like, oh, this is the new guy. And so it was, you know, pretty lengthy. It was, you know, started off very chatty about, you know, his experience in New Zealand and it, and he got into, you know, addressing some of the things that have been going on. So he's not totally in the dark. And then he, and then I read a line that I was like, whoa, which is, and, and it's not that he did this. I know this was being planned, but he was like, so I'm letting you know that we have anti-bias training for staff and faculty. And he said, and I would never <clears throat> ask you to do training that I wouldn't do myself. And I was like, wow. whoa. Um, that is cool. And, yeah. But <laughs> then uh-huh. he said, I have spoken to all of you and then went on. And he has not spoken to me. Hmm. So, you know, a part of me, I did feel hopeful you know, even if he's not the best candidate, he's not the other guy. You know, the other guy would never, in fact, the other guy, I think, was like deadly against anti-bias training. And, you know, so he's not the other guy. He's got a human streak to him. But I don't know what to do about this, the fact that he hasn't reached out to me. And my instinct is to write and say, you know, welcome to the school. And we haven't had an opportunity to speak and I'd like to share with you some of the work of the center that I'm doing and ideas that I have. And, you know, I hope your adjustment back to the U S is going well, you know, just keep it light and easy. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just letting it be that I'm being ignored, you know, or not dealt with <laughs> basically, <laughs> you know, my, my guess is, he was either not given my information, although he could find me online, um, or he was told not to engage with me. And that's not okay. He's my boss. I am curious, I am curious how the litigation plays out in it, because I'm curious if that I, I, would, I would make a, a, a well, my lawyer email. No, yeah, what did he no, say? My lo- yeah. Well, my lawyer, my lawyer said if, if, if he were, if, if I were them, I would also tell him not to talk to you. But that was Mm -hmm. before he became the dean and the president. Yeah. I mean, and it's, the litigation is a sliver of my role at the school. You know, and the litigation is actually not with him. But he, can he just, you know, ignore a full-time faculty member that is doing programming like the only I'm the only person doing international law programming can he just ignore that whole part of our school I don't think it works that way like I can yeah we can't we can't talk about the case like he and I can't discuss the case that has to go between the lawyers but he can talk to me about the center and the work that I do and the risk is yeah and the risk is, is what that would if happen he if you if you reached out to him? What would happen if you reached out to him and you know welcome him, you know very and say you know I will be I would look forward to talking about the center with you, you know. Uh, at your no, opinion. that was my 
Yeah, and that was my instinct that then kicked in all the trauma from being at this school, which is so weird and neurotic, you know, and then I was like second guessing myself. But then the other thing that occurred to me is that if he doesn't meet me, he's only going to know the version of me that he's been told. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I think that, see, this is, that happens so much, Lisa, that, you know, things, these kind of things in, in organization and institutions, especially one that is so unhealthy like yours, it, yeah. it's just, I think that I would take it this in a simple and forward way. Just welcome mm-hmm. him, you know, and say I would be, I look forward to connecting with you and to, you know, to update you or to talk about the center, you know, at your earliest convenience, you know, have a, you know, Hope that you're having a great adjustment, whatever you know, whatever you 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 know how to say, um, mm-hmm. and just leave it at that. I mean, I'm guessing that he's in the middle of a huge turmoil with so much stuff. Yeah, I know. but he, well, yes, except for he spoke with every single faculty and staff member. <laughs> but that's what he. That, I'm sorry, that's what he claims. Well, except for I do know from the. I think yeah. from the faculty, though, it is true. Like everyone I know has spoken with. We're not that big of a faculty. We're just like 20 people. You know what would be interesting to find out if he spoke with the lady that was having also a lot of trouble? Remember he your friend that yes. he did? He called her. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, um, you know, I know that I'm... I'm the outlier and I do believe it has to do with the litigation, but I also think, is he going to just let the other guy like, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to write him, but I just, yeah, I think, I I think that the simpler way is the best way because otherwise it's like, you, you know, you want to, my guess is that you would want to establish a, you know, an okay connection with him. Right, and and a part like, of it is I'm being neurotic, which is conforming with the craziness of the dysfunction. I want to break from that dysfunction and just yeah. be a normal human being. Like, welcome, we're two professionals. We should be in conversation about a common interest, and you're my new boss. So, you know, I imagine you want to know. <laughs> I wouldn't say it that way, but that's what I was thinking. Like, it's just... That's how the old guy operates. Let's yeah. just ignore this whole, let's ignore our arm, you know, because we don't want to deal yeah. with it. It just doesn't make any, you don't run an institution that way. Right. Um, so, um, so that was kind of interesting. I mean, it did, but it was, even though I was, you know, kind of fixated on the not being called, it did feel lighter. I mean, I did kind of feel like, oh, okay, like I had a day where I could just do my job and not feel stressed about where I was doing my job. Um, So that was, yeah, that was really, I was like, oh, maybe this is what it feels like. You just go, you just do your job. (laughs) You you just focus (laughs) on your job. and You don't worry about like someone trying to destroy you and bring you down and like wreck you. I'm like, oh, this feels really good. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That is really, really great. Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of like a little bit just like with the insurance companies. I'm like, 
I don't know if I believe it. I got to see, you know, like I think that's what happens to me. I get, I get enough negative and then I, I don't trust, you know, so I've got to see it to believe it. But so, you know, it's been, it feels like little things, you know, but no major falling apart. Um, which How are you what doing physically? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely starting to feel pregnant. <laughs> Six months in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. Um, you know, I can definitely, it's, you know, I have to be careful not to move too quick because I'll get a muscle cramp and, you know, I got to roll around a lot when I sleep. I have some insomnia. Um, but I feel okay, you know. Um, I I can feel more... Like, I don't feel kicking, but I definitely feel movement. Like, he, you know, he's moving around, which is interesting because I never used to feel Cece. I don't know why. Because I know she really? must have been, you like, didn't feel Cece uber. at all? No. And, I mean, God, she must have been such an active little thing because she's just so active. But I think the way she was positioned in me or something, I just didn't feel her. Um, oh. Where you, yeah. Oh, that would that would have drive me insane. Didn't they, did it didn't worry you? No, because I didn't realize it was abnormal until like other people. <laughs> I just it just was and yeah, I think it was okay. Actually, it's ironic because now that he now that I have the experience of movement, I worry that I when I don't feel it. So I think if you never feel right. it, you just that's just normal. But you just that, that's the way it is. Yeah. So you never felt it. Not. Not that I remember. It wasn't a big part of the experience at all. Um, oh. Yeah. So, and I'm in nesting mode, so I went through all her clothes and bagged up everything, but what, whatever wow. I could salvage and, you know, and kind of figuring out what I have for him. And, um, you know, so I feel like I'm in, in that kind of starting to get organized mode Ready. and get ready um and then I'm like I do panic a little bit because I'm like oh my god there's not a lot of time (laughs) um you know I do when I have insomnia I feel anxious about what Mm. I've gotten myself into um I remind myself it's because it's the middle of the night that I it feels that way but I mean I think overall um pretty okay um you know I think I have more moments of uh, kind of like excitement because Cece's really excited. So, um, hello, you know, she. I'm so glad. Yeah, she's cute. I mean, she kind of forgets about it, but then she'll be, she'll remember, you know, and she's excited and, um, you know, so then I, things remind me like, oh, wow, this is, you know, happening and, I think I have a, a level of denial, which is the case with everything I do. Um, like I remember when I was getting ready to travel to Latin America, I, um, it's like I didn't even think about what I was doing until I got there. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm here. I just will deal with it. Like I even remember when I went to Peru and I'd already done this, like going to Costa Rica and Guatemala and I, um, I literally will never forget the moment I had landed. I was in a cab going to the hostel where I was going to be staying. And I remember thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> like, like, 
just what's happening like how did I make like what I just literally just fixate on something I I get it done and and then it happens and then I do it um right and I think that's a little bit what's going on now um other than I know how hard it is so I do have moments of okay I gotta get my ducks in order but um yeah so you know I think overall doing okay and um and I, I am I glad I have to say even though it is it is a little challenging definitely it's a little challenging I, I find that it's a it's a gift that your mom is um it's not available because you're gonna find that you you may have the well you you may organize yourself in a way that is more sustainable and in the long term it really you feel happier about yeah does that make sense yeah I think it felt good not to have full dependence and to start going back to the way I always am um in taking care of stuff and getting things lined up and not I think the depending part is hard for me um yeah and you know it's kind of exciting if this woman does work out because that'll certainly save me a lot of trouble in the sense that I was like I've got to figure that out and um, you know, so maybe that fell into place. That would be good. Um, and I did have another dream last night, <laughs> really weird. Um, and it was with Oren, which was so strange. Oh, um, I remember Oren. He was your, your, your friend that, yeah, yeah, I remember so, yeah. He, I remember him so clearly because I was in an airport when we had that session. <laughs> I know because I was. Do you having, remember that? I was having oh. a panic attack. Oh my god! Yeah, that was and, like, and it was so I good would, that you know I I remember very clearly. It was very very <laughs> was very powerful. I was like, I remember these guys. I was like an yeah. emergency. I mean, I was so grateful because it was like really yeah. the emergency of panic and um yeah so we were we were waiting in an airport and we were going to be flying to israel so he's from israel and i i then i realized like oh wait i think he's with me and and then we had sex um and we were together and i woke up like oh that's weird um because you haven't been in touch with him right no and you know what? He's not the person for me. Um, I know that yeah. because he's, I mean, I like him. I think we have a connection, but he's, he's, he, he represents the kind of crazy guy I am attracted to, which is yeah, just kind of all over the place and unstable and, you know, kind of in the moment. And he's not, he's not stable enough for me. Um, right. But he's, you know, he's better in that he, he's intellectually more compatible and all that. But, but I thought that was an improvement over the ones where I was just being seduced by men I didn't know who were in relationships with other people. I was like, I think that's a slight improvement, at least, um, because he was being loving and committed. And um, it felt good. So... Yeah, so, so there's something. So even though you know he's not the one, it was definitely, it was it was definitely a a step in the right direction in your even in your dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just was. I woke up like, oh, that's weird. You know, you can't assume just because you dream about someone that they're the right person. Um, 
No, no, of course. Yeah. But I'm in, I am curious. Just the reason that I'm telling you is because I have another another client that had, I don't know if it was a dream. Somehow, somehow this, an ex of hers from many years ago, I think it was her first, her first boyfriend, like we're talking, you know, I don't know, 25 years ago, that crossed her path and she just looked him up on LinkedIn and didn't do anything, but just by looking him up, you know, her LinkedIn notifies who yeah. sees you. Oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah. he contacted her, and they've been actually talking for, you know, she's, he's far away, but they've been talking for the last three weeks. Oh, it's been, that's nice. It's been really nice. I don't know what's going to lead to, but, you know, it's been, it's been a really positive experience. So I'm curious yeah. if it's just about, like, hey, you know, Oren, I, I, how are you doing? You crossed my mind, and, you know, I just want yeah. to Yeah, yeah. Say hi. And, I mean, I think, and I do think, you know, in our kind of brief reconnection um, that I did see him as okay, so there was one guy in my past that wasn't a complete asshole. <laughs> like maybe he wasn't yeah. appropriate, but he's he's a good guy. I mean, he's kind of a mess, but um, you know, he represents a better quality. And and it's yeah, I should just reach out. I'm not going to tell him I had sex with him. No, no, I wouldn't tell him about the dream. <laughs> I think I'll no. leave that detail. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, that's but, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was from Israel. Say that again? I didn't know he was from Israel, but he lives in yeah. the West Coast, right? He does now. Yeah, he... I, well, you know, it's interesting because the only reason I know him is he's cu- cousins, distant cousins, with one of my very good guy friends who has always been platonic. It was that friend's wedding. Um, and when... Eric and I both moved to New York at the same time and that's when our friendship kind of developed. And he's like, you know, he's been a really good guy friend and that's been special. And he just had a baby too. Um, And so his cousin, Oren moved to New York and that's how I met Oren. But, but don't forget Oren, (laughs) Oren was like, like 19 and I was like 27. (laughs) Well, you know, he was very like, the heart. He, well, he's, I mean, the Israelis are way more mature than Americans. But, I mean, the whole thing was so scandalous to me because it was like, he was a musician. He was this young guy. He was, you know, it was, I had just broken up with Sean, you know, so there was so much going on. And I ended up really hurting him because I was an asshole about yeah. it because I just couldn't handle it. And I've always felt so guilty about it. And so I got to apologize to him at the wedding. Um, and then we ended up connecting as adults because now he's in his forties, you know, so right. it's a different connection than when he was a teenager. And was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. you know, so it, it's kind of an interesting connection, but you're right. I should just reach out and ask him how he's doing. That's yeah. Just as a friend, you know, I think it's just one of those things that I think you would enjoy talking with him, even if it's just chatting. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's, he's interesting. Anyhow, so that's yeah. all the updates. Um, and I'm glad that it sounds like our ability to work together has been approved. And Yes, um, and I, I did think... talk with them. I, I talked with them today, and I talked with this very nice lady. And 
She said, honestly, uh, when it comes to the, because I, I asked her point blank, would they cover my fees? And she said, you know, that's something that she could look into. Uh, I, I don't have the ability to tell you that, but, um, you know, that between the parameters, I don't know. She said a bunch of, like, insurance things, honestly. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay. <clears throat> then, so All right. Hopefully um, there would be no problem. Yeah, and the women I talked to did seem pretty sure, and I think she's a claims person as opposed to, like, the health person, so maybe that's the difference. I do know the last reimbursement, they covered very little of it, and I called and fixed it before oh. New Year's, um, but they, uh -huh. they made a ton of mistakes, but it made me, it gave me the heads up that their normal rate may be quite low, so we will want to keep an eye out for that and if hopefully yeah. it won't happen but and then on the 28th unfortunately it sounds like you would need to call um to keep extending it i don't know if that's normal um but they don't the last one just gave us a year but this one unfortunately yeah. it sounds like it may have to be periodically updated which i hope isn't yeah too much yeah they gave team. us they gave they gave you 10 sessions that expire i'm pretty sure by the uh, end february end 28th february. Yeah, yeah exactly. so we'll just have to yeah. keep an eye on that. So anyhow, I'm glad okay. to continue to have your support. Thank you for all your yes. effort with that mess. And, of, course, and, of course. I'm, I'm holding out for 21 to be a year of ease and joy. Yes. That's my resolution. Yes. So. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful idea. That sounds like a really, really good idea. Yeah, ease and, and support, and that you find support with, that, it's, you know, that works for you in every way. Yeah. In every way, I think that's true. Anyhow, and I hope you're doing yeah. well and feeling okay and still in yeah. the free. Good, 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 good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, just like acid belly and you know the whole, you know, just this like light, uh, light little things that let me know, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. So. It's a journey. All right. Well, happy yeah. New Year, and we'll talk next week. Yeah. And thank you so much, as always. Um, Thank so you. Very day. wonderful okay. to connect. Take yeah. care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.